Scott and Paul Show, episode 36. G1 Climax has officially begun. Scott has not been busted for steroids, but oh my god, Brock Lesnar? Ah, and Roman Reigns. We also had the draft. My god, Scott and Paul Show, it's happening. I think we're the only two clean people on the roster. Well, well maybe I Scott. I don't in. know. He, he, he was gone for a while, too. I want to have that. <laughs> yeah. Scott, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Scott and Paul Show. Scott and Paul Show, episode 36. Scott, are you clean? How's the wellness policy going over there? Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm clean. I eat fruits and veggies. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, this is all natural. It's genetics. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm blessed. So Mark Hunt wouldn't have any problems if he fought you tonight. Oh, other than, other than my mad skills. <laughs> yeah, right. so, so if you won the match and he wouldn't be calling you like saying you fought, he hit like a pussy, and nah. he wouldn't work, won all the money back if you found out that you you know had some illegal substances in your body. Right. Uh, I think I think he would be perfectly fine with it. All right, so we're not going to find out you know, three months from now that you have some shit in your system. Um. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, he's what, he's filled two doping tests now. Well, he was five for one and failed two or some bullshit like that. I don't know. He's had so many fucking tests, but I guess he failed a couple. But uh, well, he might have been taking steroids, just trying to fucking survive from all the blood he's given or piss or whatever. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what the steroid test is, honestly. But is it a blood test? I, I'm not getting into all that. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. It was not a bad fight. It was not a great fight. Um, it slowed down a lot in the middle. Hunt landed a few good shots, and but he got out wrestled and got put on the mat. So, yeah. well, we'll get into that a little bit later because there's yeah. a shitload of fucking wrestling news. But let's just go ahead and uh, let's go right down the middle. Games. Uh, Sony had clarified their statement. The other day, or the news story about the um, PlayStation Dual Shock controller. If you remember last week, we said that it works with all games. Well, no. Nearly all PlayStation VR titles will support Dual Shock 4 controllers. Several games will deliver an enhanced experience that further immerse gamers with the use of peripherals, such as Move or the recently announced. AIM controllers. What the fuck are that? Is that AIM controllers? That? 
Yeah, what the fuck is that? Is it going to be like Wii Remotes version 2? Is it the uh, Super Scope controllers? Is that what that is? It might be. Uh, there would be a limited number of tiles that required the Move controllers. So there you go. Sony did not exactly say which game requires Move controllers, but uh, I think there are two. So there is your clarification. I just want something that I can hold in my hand so I can swing a fucking lightsaber and shoot a fucking gun properly. And the VR headset will be a win for me. <laughs> the, um, it's like, I mean, after playing the Resident Evil 7 demo, finally, uh, I just can't help but just get excited about the concept of decent VR technology as far as what your eyes will see. Um, you know, in that Princess Leia game we've been joking about for a while. But, yeah, they need to, they, they need to clarify a lot more things. I want to I see everything in action for, all, for this price and for this entry point that they're asking for. Um, yes, there's game. been a few things announced, but, like, we need a list of titles that's expansive. I mean, you're talking about spending a lot of money, the price of another console, essentially. Uh, is it going to be? Is it going to have Connect support? <laughs> the aim controller is that super scope looking motherfucking thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was what it might be. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about the concept, but I'm going to wait and see if there's at least ten games pique my interest before I jump on this one. I will wait till next year. Yes, yeah. we still have WrestleMania tickets to buy. Yeah, it's not going to be anything that I get today. Um, even if I could. Um, well, you still got PlayStation Neo to pick up, so it'll actually play good. Because it's going to chug along. Chug a chug. Yeah, I mean, it's a, huge, it's a huge thing to do. So. But, um, but I need a lightsaber. I'm just saying. Yeah. And hopefully the aim control works well. Yep. Scott, you still playing Star Wars? Battlefront? Uh, off and on. My son messes with it more than I do. It's uh, it'd be really nice if it had a campaign mode. <laughs> well, Star I Wars... Mean, Battlefront is knock at Walker down so many times. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront is getting a new offline mode today, July 20th. The new mode will be available, offers players the option to play offline against bots in the solo mission or with friends using co-op split screen. Console only, skirmish can be played on a difficult level of your choosing and across two modes, Walker, Walker Assault, and Fighter Squadron. Um, and now maybe you can figure out how to fucking fly the damn thing. With multiple locations that span the galaxy from the frozen planet of Hoth to the lava-encrusted planet of Skullist, 
We hope skir- uh, Skirmish brings players a new way to enjoy Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, DICE is also planning more free in-game events this summer, including HUT contracts for new weapons, login rewards, opportunities, and open trials for the best win experience. I'm just saying, I'm not spending another 60 or $50 to fucking experience this shit. I don't think it's a bad game. Well, I think it's an incomplete next year game, but... game comes out, so this game is going to be nothing. Yeah, so I'm not... I don't know if I'm really going to invest in this because this stuff is probably going to feel tacked on, but we'll see. Like the fighter combat. I mean, I like the fighter combat, but it's it needs some work. Death Star, the third Star, Star Wars Battlefront expansion pack for Battlefront will then arrive for season pass owners in September. Did you see the um, trailer Possibly for that? Possibly teasing Chewbacca. Uh, it includes more maps, on ground and in space, new weapons and star cards, and two new heroes, including one larger-than-life character that we know you've been patiently waiting for, they said, end quote. No, I have not. What's the big deal about it? It's fucking wank. It's fucking goddamn CGI. It's just bullshots. It doesn't show you anything about the gameplay. It shows fighters... Um, swirling around a Star Destroyer and then the Death Star comes up and then the, they're flying through the trenches and shit. I mean, is it actually going to let you do that? I mean, it, trailer's useless. So it's, ooh, the Death Star. Yeah, okay, the Death Star's fucking cool, but that doesn't mean your game's going to be worth a shit. So. Yeah, I hate CGI trailers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're trying to show me a story concept for a game that actually has a single player campaign, they don't bother me. You know what I mean? Like a, a Final Fantasy or something like that. Like an announcement trailer for that to make us go, man, I wish I could see some gameplay. I get that. I can buy into that a little bit. But this, we know what we know what the fuck Battlefront is. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's not a bad game. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's it is shallow. <laughs> it's it's it is the depth is just not quite there. Um just, it's just more bullshit for me. Eh? I've seen just no, me. I'm just hating EA, I guess. I see no purpose in having a CGI trailer for a game that we've been playing for the last year. It's exact. That's the point I should have made. Yes, exactly. This. I mean, we already know what Battlefront is. So why not show me what the hell is going to happen in the Death Star? Or, you know, it's like everything else. They're rushing it. There's not much to show. So, hey, make a CGI trailer. <clears throat> Telltale Games has put out the trailer for their new Batman game, Batman the Telltale series. Episode 1, Realm of Shadows. There will be five games in the series, and it will be released on Tuesday, August 2nd for PC and Mac, iOS, Xbox One, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4. Also, Android. So there you go. You can also pick it up on the Amazon App Store. Uh, that that's that trailer. It looks like they understand Batman. It's Telltale. I mean, I haven't disliked anything they've done. So I didn't like Walking Dead season two, but I don't like seeing, you know dogs just brutally murdered just for the sake of look how violent this game is this is a brutal world yeah 
the um, and, and again, I still haven't played season two of that, but um, yeah, just it looks good. I'm sorry, it just looks great. So we'll have to wait and see. But I can't, I cannot wait to play that game. Um, that's one I'll probably play more at launch than I will wait, like I usually do. There's a game called Job Simulator for PS Virtual Reality. Wow. That sounds fun. Anyways. That's definitely Japanese. I hope so. Wait a minute. Job Simulator. <laughs> uh, what type of job simulator? What kind of job are we talking about here? Sounds better by the minute. So, um, But yeah, back to Batman and Telltale. The trailer makes it look like they understand Batman. So... And they're a story-driven developer, so I think I'll enjoy it. I do not like the ears. I don't like the ears either, but don't be a fanboy douchebag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the ears at all. Yeah. You know what? Fuck Batman. I'm I'm boycotting this shit because of the ears. The ears look bad. They're too small. Way too small. They look like the shitty ears from the bat suit they did in the Batman versus Superman. Yeah. The power so, suit. Um, but it looks moving like Moving on. August 2. August 2nd. There. Oh, wait. There. If you do not want to download, well, you're going to have to download all the games anyway, but if you just want to buy the box, I guess, for some fucking reason, you can pick that up, and then all the games will be able to um, download off of that. If you want to buy the box so you can be free from the Matrix, then you should buy the box. But you still have to download all the fucking games. Right. So what's the fucking purpose? Just so you can have a box sitting on the shelf. I mean, I guess... There's no greater purpose in life, son. (laughs) Why Uh, are we here? What's the purpose of life? To put trinkets and baubles on shelves. What else would there be? I guess. It is fucking retarded. I think I'm going to sell all my shit now. I just had an epiphany. Nah... I don't think I can do that. Yeah, since you just bought like a hundred new fucking games that you're never going to play. A <laughs> hundred? Shit, I got like 300 today. Yeah. We'll go into that briefly here in a little bit. So hang in, listeners. Um, uh, I can't wait for you to start reviewing the new uh, retro games of the week again. Yeah, if I was, it's, 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 I've got into this rut that they that I, people that criticize us collectors, you know, about playing games. I, I, I've actually kind of stuck with more modern games recently. Um, I've been bouncing back and forth between Xenoblade Chronicles X and the new doom and the new doom is, I fucking love it. Oh my gosh. It just, I'm getting the hard on just thinking about it right now. It is. It's really good. Has it left you powerless, Scott? Left him powerless. No, no. Oh, that that was kind of a lead into the new NBC series. You fucker. 
Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Pay powerless. attention to the format. Powerless is the uh, NBC's new comedy. They released their Comic-Con poster, and it's pretty cute. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, the trailer leaked a few months ago. It was not bad. I do like... The name of their insurance company is Retcon. That was actually nice. Um, I can I can recommend a a game for retro game of the week that is relevant recently. Um, Super Mario RPG just released on Virtual Console. What last week or week before last? Did you ever play that back in the day? Did you ever play Super Mario RPG, Paul? I probably played a little bit of it. Okay, anyways. Um, it's a surprisingly slick RPG uh, that has all your classic RPG elements, but you got some button mashing and some timing games that you play while you're playing. Um, it's got a freaking awesome story, and it is freaking chock full of humor and winks to Nintendo franchises. So, uh, yeah, I know that's a quick review, but I have not played that game in quite some time. But... Eh, I haven't really played much away in the in the retro scene lately, so that's the best we can do today. Go get Super Mario RPG if you like turn-based RPG combat. It, you, it will not disappoint, unless you hate cute graphics. And then you probably don't have a Wii U anyways, so whatever. And turn-based right. Uh, Powerless stars uh, Vanessa Hutchins and Emily Locke, who is an insurance adjuster for regular people in a world with superheroes. Emily rises to fame in her workplace when she confronts a superhero after causing major damage during a fight with a villain. Emily realizes that powers don't define who they really are. Yes, it's a comedy. Based on Batman versus. They're based but on it, Man it, of Steel's destruction of Metropolis. Yeah, pretty much. It's Someone been, said, I got an idea. But that's a, that's a pretty original idea, really. It's I all, mean, it's, yes, and it's a DC property, so they get to use all the DC heroes. Oh, wow. wonder who she's going to confront. Um, I forgot who she confronts. I think it's just some... DC, this this some regular fucking knockoff guy, but they actually get to use real superhero names in the movie, in the show. So they can talk about Superman and Batman and all that. And I think one of the girls in there just has like a fucking hard on for like some guy. I forgot who. Like I think she wants to bang Aquaman or some shit like that. I forgot who it was. But oh, well, she's a loser. But uh. Hey, that run in 52 was fucking awesome back when Jeff Johns was writing it. Then yeah. we stopped writing it and went to shit. But have you seen the bleed for this trailer since we're talking about movies now? What? I think it's bleed for this. Hold on a minute. Yes, that's a trailer you ought to check out. What? Bleed for this. It's a boxing movie. Um where the boxer gets his neck broken and decides his ass is getting back in the ring and going to win. It's got Aaron Eckhart, and the trailer looks really freaking good, man. So I'm just saying, guys, check out Bleed for this on YouTube. Mm, no. Well, check it out anyways, Paul. Okay. Um, 
It just popped in my head because I saw it the other day and I was, it, it was just a really good fucking trailer. And while we're on trailers, As versus Evil Dead Season 2 trailer is up. It's the band from Comic-Con trailer. So if you like Season 1, you may like Season 2 as well. Uh, Storyline is season second season rolls back into action with Ash leaving his beloved Jacksonville and returning to his hometown of Elk Grove, Michigan. There he confronts Ruby. The former enemies have to form an uneasy alliance as Elk Grove soon becomes the nucleus of evil. So it's got Lucy Lawless. Yep, she's back. Well, the trailer's good. The chainsaw arm opening the keg. It's just fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and the second trailer was that was released was Kickboxer Vengeance. This shocked me, as Van Damme's tended to do the last seven or eight, nine years. Um, that trailer looks really good, too. I mean, it's not like Bleed for this good, but it's 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 a pretty good trailer. Um, the actors, they look pretty spot on. I mean, they sound these. This looks like a good movie. Like, is this direct to video or what? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the music, but ah, yeah. Uh, let's see. It made it sound like it was straight to video. It might be, but. Um... See, was it Kickboxer Vengeance? Is that the full title? Uh huh. So unoriginal, but so in line with what Van Damme names his movies anymore. And you got Batista, and then you have uh, Gina Carano. She was a former uh, MMA fighter that got pretty big pretty quick. Uh, she's been in a few movies. Deadpool. Yeah, she was that. She was that person. Deadpool. And Alain Mouse. The film will be released in select theaters and video on demand platforms on September 2nd, 2016. I'm going to buy this movie and support it. And if it sucks, I'm going to be really pissed off. So it's uh, Hugh Jackman's stunt double. So is the lead. And they already have a sequel plan called Kickboxer Retaliation. So, so basically, the stunt prop gets to be the star of the movie. So good for him. Guy can move. Kind of reminds me of uh, Michael Jai White in the early two thousands of some of the movies he's making. Except this guy's not as big. As big, uh, or Scott Adkins. So he's a guy that makes a lot of martial arts movies. He's been in like seventeen of the Universal films, Universal Soldier films. So. Batista looked pretty. Uh, intimidating as Tong Po. Yeah. So. The I'm, new go, I'm going to, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a risk on it and buy it. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm, I'm just, you know, I got to do some charity once in a while. So this is my charity. Van Dam, you, you're going to get a couple nickels out of me. The new Dr. Strange posters up. It looks good. Pretty sweet. It looks like Doctor Fucking Strange. And like I said, the odor that he gets, 
the more he will age into the character. So, yeah, he. I just really hope they acknowledge magic in this one. <laughs> yeah, Cumberbatch is a good choice. He's a safe choice, but he's also the right choice. Yeah, he looks good, and we know he can act. So, yeah. And the current rumors going around for Ben Affleck's solo Batman film is that it will be set in Arkham Asylum. Well, the uh, interesting. Basically, it's a combination of the fact that um, somehow... He's supposed to be in Arkham. And the other rumor that's been going around is that all of the... Well, this was supposed to be chock full of the Batman villains. We've heard that before. So... It makes sense. Well, and he, we've heard before that Affleck is going to take all of the inspirations from all of the stories throughout the years. It's the original story, but he was going to be borrowing from Batman stories throughout the years. Well, I mean, Maybe it won't be so big on spectacle. Maybe it'll be a tighter film than what we've gotten. So, well, yeah, Arkham Asylum was a great game. The first one. It was the best of the series. You can have I mean, your villains in there. Batman would have locked him up. It would probably save budget. <laughs> it would save a lot of budget. You're not going to have. You probably won't have to spend a bunch of money on flying on the Batwing and the Batmobile and crazy ass vehicle stunts. You could focus on story. Ben Affleck can write a good story, so. Trying to think of something similar. Locked up like that with a bunch of bad guys. Death warrant. Death warrant. What was the one with, with Stallone? It wasn't as good as Death Warrant. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, it's not uh, important. Those are the movies I'm thinking of. So, yeah, but I don't see Batman being like a prisoner. Do you? I mean, how would they get around the villains not unmasking him? Well, somehow he just ends up in there. So I mean, if, I mean, I know he's in the building. What I'm saying is not like their prisoner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I doubt that they're going to capture him. He's probably going to be. Maybe it'll be like a chase movie, or like a haunted house movie starring Batman. Could be an interesting concept. Just can't wait to see what Affleck does with it. Hmm. 
if they lock up, was that it? Lock up. That was it. If they have, um, I wonder which characters they're going to utilize. You could use a lot of them. Well, I mean, I know, but I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, Mr. Zaz, you could use him. That'd be a good one. That would, that would be, that'd be one of my big picks would be Mr. Zaz. You could use Killer Croc. He could be underground in the sewers. Yeah. So like he'd be your he can he could be your big spectacle. Mr. Zaz could be, you know, your nurses and doctors and shit. It could be awesome. Well, I'm rooting for Arnold as Mr. Freeze. So <laughs> chill, 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 chill. So yeah, I I what's the do they have a projected release date on Arkham yet or on no. Batflick mm-hmm. Solo? Man, I hope it's I hope it's not too far off. Um, sorry, The Rock, the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Who would have ever thought that shit? Wow, you are skipping our fucking stories, you fucker. How am I skipping stories? It's the next one down, and we've been talking about fucking Batman forever. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess it's it next in line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the highest paid actor in Hollywood, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. How did this happen? I'm totally okay with it, but how did this happen? <laughs> I mean, he catches so much shit for some of the films that he's in, but the man's making the money. $64.5 million, according to Forbes, the 19th highest earning celebrity in the world and the highest paid actor, which I'm assuming celebrities are including baseball players because they're just still paid a ridiculous shitload of money. Yeah. It's crazy for a guy that doesn't put out billion dollar movies either. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, they're making money because they keep hiring his ass. So. He should have played the Terminator. And Conan. I mean, the guy whose whose first lines in the movie was Octu Moshente is now making sixty four million dollars a year, or you know Rocky Maivia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's 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 a cool story. I mean, this is it is a really good story. But it pisses Vince McMahon off. He can't control his ass anymore. Well, no, he's he's got so much money that you can't control people like that. That's he's, great. He's the greatest success story the WWE's ever had. Absolutely. Um, I mean, is there anything this guy couldn't do besides beat out Warren Sapp on the roster? Huh. <laughs> um, besides, actually, I mean, he's he played for Miami University in football. Was very good. Um, I don't know if he ever pursued the NFL or not. I just know that Warren Sapp beat him out on the roster. Uh, The other thing, he goes into wrestling, and, I mean, he started off 
Rocky Maivia was. I didn't like Rocky Maivia when he was new. I was like, oh, this is terrible. No, I did not like him. The fans were okay with him. He yeah. was pretty over his baby face, but eventually he, they just got sick of his ass because the climate started to change. The hair and that terrible freaking outfit. Ugh. But yeah, he. Uh, and then you got the die, Rocky die chance, and then. Yeah, he becomes one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. And now he is sitting atop the mountain in the world of acting. That is, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. He became the most electrifying man in sports entertainment and turned to the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. So there you go. Yeah. Justice league probably should have hired this guy to be black Adam. <laughs> Just saying he's supposed to be black Adam. Oh, is he? Yeah. I thought they gave him some other shit role. No, he he is going well. He's playing two roles. He's Black Adam, and he's also Doc Savage. Oh, that's where I was confused. Yeah, Doc Savage is not fucking DC. So, yeah, he's still Black Adam. Even <laughs> well, so he, Doc Savage is a shit either. So, I'm way he, off base. He's still going to beat uh, Superman's ass. So, so exciting. And all he has to do is take Superman up to space and nobody can hear him scream, just like an alien covenant, which I'm guessing Scott will fucking scream when he watches this shitty movie. Ooh, now I won't know if it's shitty until I see a trailer, like some other movies recently. But um, Yeah, I saw the photo. Where apparently there's going to be firearms in this one. Um, there wasn't the last one, but... But they won't shoot him. They'll just be- <laughs> yeah, they'll just, they'll just hold him. You have to lead up to it. It's been like America versus ISIS. <laughs> We're a bunch of guns and just not do shit with it. Um, it's an interesting picture, but it's really just really Scott and uh, I. Catherine Watterson. They Catherine have, Watterson. Yeah, they're standing there kind of having a moment. Alien Covenant has ended filming, and that's all we know. She's wearing a spaghetti strap muscle shirt, which makes her look like about half of the uninteresting female characters in the aliens universe. Um, but you know, will she be wearing white cotton panties? Like, I, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> That's cause I'm a sexist. I hope so. But, uh, you know, the first rule of fighting the aliens should be to get naked. Yeah. They can't grab you as easy. Right. It's a, it's a, um, symbolic rape movie anyways. So it's a sexual psychological warfare, psychosexual horror, whatever the hell you want to call alien. Um, you know, but I mean, it's a, it's a trope now at this point that they got to be vulnerable and not have much in ways of clothing and all that shit. But doesn't mean it's not effective if it's done with style or, um, somebody that's talented. So, I'm, I'm interested. I'm hoping that uh, Prometheus taught him to have a script that is fucking coherent and not full of fucking mouth-breathing morons. <laughs> Look at the which I want to do it again. I, every time I bring up Ridley Scott, I am going to mention the fucking scientist looking at the fucking giant cobra analogs on an alien planet. Saying, "Look how cute it is. I want to pet it," and dying. A horrible death like they deserve. So, yeah, just stupid characters, man. Stupid, stupid characters in Prometheus. 
So hopefully they grew up and they don't have stupid idiotic characters in the new one. Speaking of dying a horrible death, Michael Bean, Sigourney Weaver, Bill Paxton, Paul Reiser, and other people will be on the Aliens 30th Filmmakers and Cast <laughs> for a live Q&A on YouTube.com slash C slash Fox Movies. One uh, of those other people probably being Sigourney Weaver. I said her fucking name, asshole. Did you say her name? I thought you started with Michael. I'm sorry. I'm I started sorry. with Michael Bean because he's the one who fucking dies. Well, I'm going to pretend that you missed Sigourney Weaver because no, it's a much funnier narrative. And it's my narrative, and I'm going to subscribe to well, it. Well, I said Michael Bean first because you get hard whenever I say Michael Bean. Uh, and that didn't get any less hard when you said I didn't hear you say Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. So, James whatever. Cameron is also there, and Lawrence Hendrickson, all of them. So, but they will. There will be a live Q and A reunion. Is Lawrence Hendrickson? Is that like Frank Stallone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a Lance Hendrickson? Mm-hmm. So. But it's uh, it will be a live Q and A on YouTube. So your tongue has dyslexia. You know that. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Michael Bean's wife's been tweeting the shit out of that fact. So. Wish I was at San Diego Comic Con this week because it's this is the the 30th anniversary was what Monday, the 18th I think. So uh, something like that. But yeah, um, I believe so. Uh, if you go to San Diego Comic Con, you can buy some nice little action figures that nobody else is going to be able to pick up. Oh, that would be the Ninja Turtles retro set. Well, there's some other things out there too. And there's always other things, but. It'd be pretty. It'd have to be some pretty cool shit to compare to the NECA Ninja Turtles. But the other thing they was talking about with the uh, Prometheus or shit Aliens Covenant is apparently something for some reason Avatar sequels and some other film are pushing the new the the other Alien movie back that's going to have Sigourney Weaver. So I'm just saying you hear you heard it here first, folks. That movie's not happening. Neil Blomkamp has not set the box office on fire. He's had middling reviews for you know the last few movies he's done. Um, I just I just don't think it's going to happen. And knock on wood, nobody's getting any younger either. So I have no faith that film's going to happen. Because you're talking what 2018 before Avatar releases right is it 2018 or 2019 avatar releases 2018 19 and 20 i think okay so you're they wouldn't even start filming until probably 2018 so i don't know i hope so but the biggest indicator of whether another alien movie happens is how aliens covenant performs and that series is n- not lighting the world on fire since, what, 1992? They've made money. I don't think any of them's lost money, have they? Maybe the very last AVP. Prometheus, I think, made it back on worldwide and DVD and Blu-ray sales. So... If, it, if if they don't see an improvement percentage-wise versus budget, 
compared to the other. Like if they see a decline that to continue, then I would say I would say that might put it off the off the horizon. So But I don't know, that's speculation, guys. It's just when I saw that that movie was being pushed back, it was Sigourney Weaver was quoted saying it was pushed back. So if Avatar is pushing aliens back, then maybe the rumor about Sigourney Weaver's character returning for Avatar is true. What would be even better is if it's like Avatar is pushing aliens back because they fired Dale Blomkamp and James Cameron's hired to direct. Yeah, there's a Mattel WWE Elite Shockmaster figure. Oh, the Shockmaster, the Stormtrooper helmet with foil on it. Yeah. Did you see how he comes in the box? Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> He's upside down, just like when he came in. <laughs> uh, for you people listening and do not know who Shockmaster is, Google that shit ASAP and watch the video. Um, NWA Shockmaster. Greatest fail of a, a new wrestling character ever. Essentially, just to just to give you a taste, he's, he has a Stormtrooper helmet wrapped in aluminum foil as part of his costume. But there's your exclusives. Did you link those exclusives? Yep. Oh, I hate how you have to always click the stupid chat thingy. Yeah, I'm sorry. First world problems. There's a Oh Aliens shit! Thirty. Yep, Aliens' thirtieth anniversary nude figure. The Hasbro Marvel's Legend Raft box set looks pretty sweet. I'm, I'm scrolling looking for nude. Is that a fucking uh, NECA? I'm assuming since they have the license. Yep. Shockmaster's fucking the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That does uh, to me that beats out the turtles. I'm sorry. So is she a? Is this a exclusive? Yep, all of these are exclusive. Fuck that new figure is awesome. Damn it to hell, you bastards, Neca! Look that at what Obi-Wan you've done. That Obi Wan Kenobi exclusive looks pretty fucking sweet too. Yes, yes, it does. Fuck you, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, because that newt figure is going to be like two hundred fucking dollars. You wait and see. Ninja Turtles set, you ain't gonna be able to touch that. No, we're never talked to. Each set will sell for a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. The nap all eight figures. I'm betting seven eight hundred bucks by Friday, by Saturday. Hey, I gotta give Mattel props. The fucking Wonder Woman actually looks pretty fucking good for a goddamn Wonder Woman. They did a good job on that. Man, that sucks. Three they have figures. a creature. NECA released a creature pack that has like the um, the tubes that they had the face huggers in in the second movie. Yeah. And it comes with the face huggers and chest bursters and all kinds of shit. I don't know well, if that's out yet or not, but Funko I think it is. Pop Ride 66 Chrome Batmobile. Bill with Batman figure. That Chrome Batmobile looks pretty fucking sweet too. Mattel's new Thundercat subscription line 
prepares for its September rollout. What is this? Well, that's interesting. So, there's is there a whole line of classic Thundercat stuff? Yeah, you can subscribe and you get the actual figures. How much they cost? I'm just not even gonna look because I'll I don't want to waste the money. Yeah, dude, fuck it. <laughs> Mattel subscription, huh? Thundercats is one of those things that I don't know. It just sticks with me. It's a hundred twenty-five dollar four figures, twenty-five dollars each plus twenty-five dollar subscription fee. Once purchased, memberships may not be canceled. So you got is it a subscription or you pay up front? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, hundred and twenty five dollars up front, I believe. Uh, how tall are the figures? Yeah, it's up front. Fuck Just that line was goddamn awesome. Well, it sounds to me like it's already it's no longer available. Yep. It was up one fifteen sixteen and down two twenty six sixteen. So I never sold I, out. Yeah, I never heard of it, so they're fucking awesome people. Yeah, they're pretty. Wow, those are nice figures, man. Yeah. Golly, those are good. It looks like the fucking cartoon characters standing there. Like, I mean, not like the old. The old toy line was actually pretty good. Um, not like this. Not not like this. Damn, this is one of the best sets. And this is from fucking Mattel. Hmm. Maddie, which they had those, they had those classic figures there. Once, what's up with Chitara? She don't look right. She looks like uh, more like that's Pumara. Some... Oh well, I don't remember that one. I just... okay. That was when they had the uh, visions of the other of the original planet, wasn't it? Is that where she was from? That's um, what's your fucking name? That's the other chick. Yeah, that's man, that sucks. <laughs> I would, I probably would have jumped on that after seeing how cool they look. Yes, I'm a loser. I want to spend that much money on toys at all, but whatever. I like being a loser. Man, online sale to get Kit and Wiley Cat. Well, it says start seven eighteen at nine a.m. and so they're on sale. Let's see. Kit and Wildcat are probably gone, right? Yeah. Gone today, more tomorrow. Thirty dollars a piece, sixty bucks. I wonder when it opens again. Is it every day? Tomorrow at nine a.m. Pacific time. So that would be noon Eastern Standard Time. If you're in Eastern Standard Time Zone so listening to the show, it will be at one Eastern Standard Time when you can buy these characters. <laughs> really, it'll be noon, but you can start at one. It'll be all right, I promise. So, yeah, those are pretty cool looking. They also have um, some sweet ass fucking He Man as well. Masters of the Universe. The box is sweet, even. I got a Ghostbusters line. Yeah, we're we're geeking out. Sorry, guys. J.J. Abrams will not recast 
check off, which he has not actually said what he will do, whether he will kill the character off, send him on a faraway mission, or what. He said, quote, it's still too early. Where's the actual quote here? There's no recasting. I can't possibly imagine that. And I think Anton deserves better. Abrams admitted they've considered that possibility of killing off the character. Quote, I have thought about it. We're working on it, and it's too early to talk about it, he said. Well, that uh, obviously they, they knew him a lot better than we do, clearly. Yeah. We didn't know him at all. We just I just like the guy as far as an actor goes. Anton, yeah. Is that how you say his name? Yelchin. 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 That's a hell of a way to go. Checking your mail and get killed by your car rolling down the damn hill. So. <sighs> On to comic news. Um. June was the biggest sales month in nearly 20 years for the comic industry. Let's see. June's top 300 comics accounted for 8.53 million copies ordered the most since December's 1997, 8.99 million, with 34 million point 13 million dollars in orders for those top 3 Hundred comics. That's not bad. The driving forces for June Boom. Civil War number two was number one, and DC's Batman number one, which saw estimated orders of three hundred eighty-one thousand seven hundred thirty-seven copies and two hundred eighty thousand three hundred sixty copies, respectively. On top of that, DC had first issues in nine of the top 15 comics of that month. What do you think, Scott? Well, uh, I mean, any news on comic book sales that's positive. <laughs> you know, anytime we talk about um, Star or shit, Star Wars. Wow. Star Wars. Yeah. Star right. Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Let's talk about Star Wars. Anytime we talk about comics, it's it's like there's always that shadow of how much longer will it last. Um, I don't think that it's ever going to collapse, but I can see it still continuing to shrink and less titles being out. Um, but, I mean, that's good news. Good. So, good for them. Um like it says here, uh, we're not to quote. That means we're still not at the same insane levels of the early '90s when comics were enveloped in a speculation bubble. So, no, that those days are gone because for what fifty years now, new comics have not had much in the way of value, other than for a brief period. Yeah. So, yeah. So as, as you know, when. We got a lot of attention grabbing storylines still. Um, you know, <clears throat> what's Iron Man's a 15 year old black girl now and Thor's female or something. So, Hydra agent, Captain America. Well, not anymore. Uh, 
Well, yeah, yeah, not anymore. But yeah. and then I'm fine with all that. I'm just saying it just but it's attention grabbing is what it is also. Yeah. And uh you know, but we don't have to worry about chasing variant covers the way we used to. Some Star Wars number one was kind of a bitch, but I didn't get too crazy about it. I just cashed in my ten thousand um points for GameStop and that have been sitting in my account for God knows how long and uh, got my copy and walked away happy. So I forgot to put that new story in there, but yeah. nice, man. I need to check Marvel unlimited. I haven't not read star Wars in a while. Yeah. Well, you got uh, all those other comics to read. Yeah. Yeah. Like the 3000 in my closet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I read like the 300 I collected in my childhood. The rest yeah. of them I've picked through a few of them. Um, it's like the 500 Batman comics I got in one lot. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's making some changes. We have a new Iron Man. Riri Williams is the new Iron Man after Civil War. Riri Williams, what? Riri, Riri, Wee Wee, Riri. I forgot her fucking name. Is it Riri? Oh. Riri Williams. She's Man, 14 or 15. Um. So they are building for the new future. Um. Do you think this has anything to do with the fact that the movies are so important to the future? But hey, Scott. Um. Robert Downey Jr.'s like 52. He can't play Iron Man forever. You, you no. got to think ahead. Maybe they're thinking they can't replace him. They can't recast him. That's supposed oh. to be a 15-year-old girl. She's a 15-year-old <clears throat> year girl. Well, it looks like a 24-year-old woman. Anyways... Um, Maybe the artist kids can't draw a fifteen year old girl. That's probably what it is. She's young for she's old for her age. She looks old. So So she's a I can't pronounce the name Riri? Riri. R I R I Riri. Riri, yeah. <laughs> so we have There my mind just went with that, right? So we have well, the changes that they've done. You have Thor is a woman now, which really makes it's not that 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 makes a big deal in the universe of Thor because it's more of a male based dominant society. So, it's the, the cisgender Thor, a patriarchal. Yeah, sorry. It's just Thor <laughs> warrior culture can can live forever, basically. Well, not forever. He lives centuries. However. It kind of defeats the purpose because she's dying of cancer. Um, the Thor character's dying of cancer? Jane Jane uh, Foster's dying of cancer. Okay. But whenever she gets her treatment, the uh, chemotherapy that she takes, whenever she turns into Thor, it takes the poisons in it takes it out of her system. Ah. So it, it, it doesn't work. It, it expels it from her body. So she, she's not healing herself. 
So it's it's kind of a she she cannot heal herself from the cancer. She keeps dying. So every day she's dying of cancer. So that's the problem. She's going to die eventually if she keeps turning into Thor. That's the problem. So, but it's still a big change to have a female Thor. Sam Wilson becoming Captain America, not that big of a deal because the fact he's, what, 30, 35, something like that? Probably early 30s. So that's not really planning ahead for the future. New Miss Marvel, she's 15, something like that. So, yes, you're looking at probably the next 30 years or so. So that's a big change. Uh, Amadeus Chow, he's a new Incredible Hulk. So he'll be Hulk for the rest of his life. Iron Man, we just that's a girl now. Riri Williams, black woman. Spider Man, Miles Morales, he's mixed. He's what, Puerto Rican and black? Am I missing anybody else? Mm. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Spider Man. Uh, nah, I think that pretty much covers it. I, so. I don't think they've changed anybody else. So they're yeah, that's you know they the, the have to look ahead. They're they're planning ahead. Fantastic yeah. Four, who gives a fuck? That ship never sailed. They fucking launched that bastard to finish it, but it sank right in a river. Um, yeah. Fantastic Four is just is it's, Fantastic Four is what everybody feared Hollywood would do to comic book movies back in the nineties. You know, um, big budget Hollywood, not you know early nineties Captain America and Fantastic Four movie, which were not big budget Hollywood films. Um, but yeah, the cynics were right in that case. <laughs> they really fucked Fantastic Four. So speaking of getting fucked. The first one had its moments, but yeah. Brock Lesnar. Despite vowing to get to the bottom of the issue after being flagged by USADA for a potential anti doping violation, it seemed things are getting worse for Brock Lesnar. This is from the F4W online. Well they he did get to the bottom of it. He yeah. failed the second test, so he now we're never the sure. bottom of, of, of some <laughs> pills rough. or some fucking needles. Uh this is a statement from UFC. The UFC organization was notified Tuesday that the U.S. anti-doping agency has informed Brock Lesnar that his in-competitive sample collection from July 9th, 2016 has tested positive for the same substance as his previously announced out-of-competition collection on June 28th, 2016. Uh, where is that here? It says exactly what it was. Oh, here is Lance. Blah, 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 blah. Estrogen blockers, basically. What? So it's um. He didn't want to grow boobies. Yeah. See, because when you take steroids, you have to take um. Depending on the individual sensitivity, you have to take a cocktail of drugs, um, <laughs> in order to 
because your body will try to find its imbalance. If your testosterone levels go up, your body is going to try to find balance and bring your estrogen levels up. And that's where you'll see men developing the, um, uh, the breast gynecomastosemia or whatever the freaking condition is. And, uh, there's so many different things depending on how they respond to the steroid itself that they have to take. Uh, and it's rumored like when you're talking about like the, the elite bodybuilders that they're taking 40 to $50,000 worth of gear every year. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff to taking steroids besides just sticking a needle in your ass. He's there's sticking. so much management involved in it. Coformane. Is that it? how you pronounce it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Scott, you should know this. Wait a minute. Which one? Hold on a minute. Where'd Project. you find that at? Is that in the, in the article? Yeah, it's I just closed it down. Let me see which one it is. Cliformine. Cliformine, something like that. It's uh, commonly used when cycling off steroids. Clomiphene. Clomiphene. Clomiphene, clomiphene. Yeah, that's what he got busted for. Yeah, commonly used when cycling off steroids. Well, again... Uh, you take the clomiphene because you don't want the boobs, right? Because yeah. you're cycling off the steroids and your body doesn't go cold turkey. Your your body has to reset itself. Um, there's changes from one night to the next. Some noticeable changes in structure and everything else if you don't continue to pound the shit out of your muscle um, for most people. But yeah, you have, you, you have to go on that stuff for a little while to help maintain and to prevent those reactions. So, wow. And WWE has also banned anti-estrogen substances. So, good job, Brock. Yeah, those are a pretty good indicator that they were on something else. Yeah. Oh well, Brock's made his money. Now, if he gets busted, he's he made two point five million dollars on on the fight, and. A shitload of extra money from Reebok and the gate money and pay-per-view money. He's going to have to give a shitload of that back. Well, Mark Hunts wants all of it back. He wants all of of Brock Lesnar's purse or he wants out of his UFC contract. So, hey, Mark Hunt, you're one of my top ten all-time favorite guys to watch in the ring, but uh, you're, you're out of the job, I'd say. Yeah. Scott, did you watch the greatest match of all time? Did you watch the final deletion? I yeah, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most fucking bloated bunch of fucking horseshit I've ever seen out of wrestling besides the fucking dungeon of doom. What? I mean I did not enjoy that one bit. The match itself was okay, but the tree bump was pretty cool. Um, you have to enjoy this for what it is. <laughs> when did Jeff Hardy become a caricature of fucking Cajun people and Mexicans? You mean Matt? Spaniards, or Matt Hardy, yeah. Fuck. What the fuck is all this shit? I was, just, I was so shocked. Like, literally, if my webcam had been on, you, you would have seen me. Sitting here with my jaw hanging up and going, "What the fuck is going on here?" This is he's he's broken, Matt Hardy. 
This yeah. two guys who started off just like us, backyard wrestlers, and TNA has no fucking money now. They're like, guys, just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, they're about to sell their fucking library to uh, WWE, apparently. <laughs> they, they they went up there and they grabbed a bunch of fucking, <laughs> fucking iPhone 6s and went up there and they fucking grabbed some drones and they did whatever the fuck they wanted to do. I'll give them that. It was it was original for sh- for sure, but uh, wow. Um, yeah, I had to Google what the fuck is wrong with TNA after that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're possibly being sold and they're out of money. Okay. Uh, it shows. So, I mean, it wasn't all bad. Don't get me wrong. But it, there was some funny stuff. The first five minutes were extremely grueling to sit through. Um, it got better. So, but yeah, I was, I was a little shocked. Final deletion. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> bloated. It was bloated. You gotta do what you gotta do. When you're allowed creative freedom, do whatever the fuck you want. You gotta go for it. I'm gonna delete <laughs> Jeff Hardy. So, Scott, the only man in pro wrestling who hates the final deletion. Is it is it is it popular? Yes. Oh wow. Scott, the true hater. You can tweet Scott at at Rosie. <laughs> tell him man, you're wrong. I, it, it probably helps if I had more context. Well, you had the, the the contract signing right there. You could have watched that. Yeah, and since when did Raven start playing Matt Hardy? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's who the fuck I thought it was at first. I was like, is that Raven? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's I'm I'm watching bits and pieces of it again and I just can't uh I'm not expecting Shakespeare when I watch pro wrestling, but damn. And then you had the, uh, when Jeff's out there making fucking crop circles in his, in his yard. Yeah, with his fucking uh, $4,000 lawnmower, yeah. Well, with his fucking weed eater. Yeah. The, the one thing that fucking Matt wants to do is go out there and fuck up his lawn. He took such pride in fucking up his lawn. Let's see. I'm going to go back to YouTube here. Hold on that. We'll see how many likes and dislikes this one has. Do what now? Let's see how many likes it has and how many dislikes it has. has uh, this guy has 2,715 likes. It's got a lot of likes. 417,000 views, 6,612 likes, and 1,036 dislikes. And 1,037 dislikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, this. Yeah, I, I can't get into it. Sorry. I, I maybe I maybe it's gonna be like some of these movies I've hated in the past, and I will see the cheesy genius behind it later upon further reflection and introspection. <laughs> but right now, I just can't really get into it. Well, watch fucking Monday Night Raw and think of their writers, and then watch this. I mean, come on. Oh, I didn't say it was WWE bad. <laughs> Don't, get Don't get me wrong. Do not misunderstand 
my message. I, I think you've been watching too much 1986. <laughs> That's the problem. I've been watching good pro wrestling, so you got to bring your A game yeah. with the new shit. So, yeah. Um, I, I sat through the whole thing, but I just I couldn't really get into it. So the match, like I said, it was it was all right. The bump from the tree was pretty cool, but um, uh, well, my, the, problem, my problem with and that the was, fire and so. when when he uh, shot the uh, fireworks at Jeff and Jeff's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll see the cheesy genius later. Yeah. Uh, speaking of nineteen eighty six. Uh, we are going to be one week behind on this, but next week we will catch up because for some fucking reason, there's no NWA on next week's episode on the network. So that's when we're going to do this week's. Don't worry. It will all work out. Um, so for last week, NWA July 12th. Okay, Scott, were you able to read notes and kind of remember well, what? To, yeah, you might have to edit this part out. I, I'm trying to get the fucking page to reload. We're gonna that's have to cool. get you a MacBook. Well, I, I bought a cheap fucking computer, and that's what's wrong. So, um, hold on a second. It's loading. Loading. I hate that stupid splash page for Google Docs too. Drives uh-huh. me nuts. If I'm logged in, just take me to the fucking page. It's like I type in Google Docs, click on the Google Docs link, and it takes me to the page where I have to click on another link that says Google Docs. No. I'm logged in. Take me to my Google motherfucking Docs. Let's see. NWA. Fuck the police. Let's see here. Not really, but some of them. Yeah. Uh, depends. Let's see. I'm willing to, to evaluate it on a case-by-case analysis. <laughs> Let's see. That's some fucked up shit lately. Let's see here. All right. All right. NWA, NWA for July 12th, 1986. All right. Scott, were you able to remember most most of the show? I remember the show, but I honestly was not overly impressed with the show. Not until, like, maybe the end? Yeah. I mean, it was... uh, uh, Sadly, um, Rocky King uh, and Ivan Koloff, I enjoyed that one. And just like it says here, th- there was some serious heat. <laughs> um, that wasn't a bad match. That was a, that was a decent match. And other than that, I honestly just did not care for the show at all. all right. I'm not going to say that it was bad, but uh, Wahoo and Tully was pretty good. And Rocky King and Ivan was good. And... Let's see, uh, Road Warriors and Midnight Express was okay. So, right. no, uh, no, I don't want to say okay. That that was a pretty good match. Um, 
uh, fuck, what's his name? Paul Ellering chasing uh, Jim Cornette was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And really, this was Baby Doll's night. Yeah. She, 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 she freaking, this was her show. So the NWA. So, all right. Show started off with Skip Summer parachuting into the outdoor arena. Then he has some country music and fireworks because this is a great American bass 1986, daddy. That's right. We got country music. Yeah. Okay. This is not a regular show. This is from one of the bass shows, or as Vinny from the Brian and, uh, Vinny's show said this was from the Hall of Doom if you looked at the structure of the building. There's comic book nerds. Yeah. Uh, Tony lets us know that we only have seven shows left, and Flair has to work Dusty at the Gator Bowl. Jim Crockett Jr. comes in and puts over the bash and tells us we have a new ball-headed geek. He leaves. Tony lets us know that we'll see that later. We get a special guest to work the mic with us, and Tony... Since uh, David isn't there, and Jim Cornette and Big Bubba come out. The opening match is the Warlord with Baby Doll versus Gene Legion. Yep, and that match was over. Yep, thank God. Yeah, Warlord is not entertaining at all. No, and how the fuck is he so popular? I think it's because Baby Doll. He's just being pushed for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. They're probably looking at the... WWF model at this time period and like let's get some more of these guys pushed and because uh, WWF is clearly doing something right but yeah. uh, they had a lot of good wrestlers that's what it amounted to a lot of good wrestlers good writing um, yeah Warlord's just he's just not entertaining um, you know he, I mean he puts his ass out there like the rest of them but he's just not that good at it in my opinion sorry well, he, he was horrible yeah he work and so they knew that's Get him out there, have him do squash matches, and he's one minute. That's all he can work. Pretty much. Next match, Flair promo with Cornette. Flair calls Dusty a punk. He says his most difficult decision is which girl of the 40,000 there am I going to run over to the Holiday Inn after I'm done humiliating you. Flair has been through four of the 14 guys they wanted him to work in the bash, and he calls himself the greatest of all time. And after it's all done, and at the end of the bass on August 2nd, he wants Dusty to stand up and admit. And that's what made it a good promo. Because, wow, what a challenge. You're going to have to stand up and admit that Ric Flair is the best. That's that's a pretty cool – I like that challenge. Cut to commercial. Promo with the four horsemen and Jim Cornette. Cornette marks out and says it'll be great to see all four horsemen in an eight-man tag. Oli says it'll cost a lot of money to pay someone to get in the ring and face all four of them at the same time. Oli still thinks that Dusty is going to retire in 1986. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Tully puts over all of the injuries they have inflicted on all the workers, so he doesn't see an eight-man tag happening anytime soon. Um, Arn puts over the four horsemen and toots his own horn. Toot, toot. Yeah. Oli, he he definitely... not holy shit. Tolly was putting over all the injuries and stuff, and I that was a good I hate to say it's a good point because it's not a real discussion, but let's just assume it is from a writing point of view. That's a good point Tolly made. They're probably not gonna make an eight man match because they're just breaking people. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a good promo. Um nothing really special, um, other than Cornette and Tolly did pretty good, but other than that it wasn't it was all right. 
Next match was Rocky King versus Ivan Koloff. Either this Rocky-, is Rocky. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Normally you do this, but I can't remember it. Don't know if you've actually you had a bad time last week, so I don't know how much this you remembered. Yeah, the, I was in the bed watching this one, just trying to keep my sanity. But anyways, um, this has been Rocky King's and Ivan's best match I've seen yet, in my opinion. They were back and forth. Fucking people hate the shit out of um, Ivan Koloff. I probably have more to do with it than Rocky King, but I don't know. I see Rocky King, ever since we've started doing this, he has a little bit of heat no matter who he's wrestling. So, yeah, he's usually wrestling a villain, but regardless, he still has a little bit of heat. So this is a guy that I think people saw the cut physique, and it was kind of the underdog thing. Like, we can get you can get behind Rocky King easier than you can get behind um, Tony Zane, huh? in my opinion. I just think he's got a little bit more charisma and a little more interesting look about him. Yeah. Not that Tony Zane was really bad either. He just – Oh, he was bad. Man, he just – I'm trying to be nice <laughs> because I like to save all my hate and vitriol for fucking hands of stone. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. Well, it, well, Rocky King was over or everyone hated the Russians or all these people were fucking marks. But Ivan Koloff sold for Rocky King tonight. He was being very generous for Rocky King. Yeah, it was, it was pretty neat to see. So, um, I think Rocky King could have, like we've we've talked about before. He could have been a little more than he was. Yeah, but uh, there just wasn't space for him at the table. I am not going to speculate on why. But <laughs> I, I've been uh, Rocky outside a couple of times, and all uh, Nikita had to do was just glance over at, at, at Rocky King, and the people just started got off their feet and started yelling. <laughs> Yelling at Nikita, stay the fuck away from. Is is, but uh, eventually, uh, Rocky couldn't keep up with the Russian, and he got him with the Russian sickle, and that was it. Next, uh, you had a, I guess it was a commercial, maybe almost for uh, Waylon Jennings was looking forward to the bash. I don't even know if he fucking played yet or not, but he was looking forward to it. Next, you had a bash update with the rundown of the upcoming dates. And then we see uh, a bloody Jimmy Woogie Man, Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man versus Saska Watley in the loser gets his head shaved match. Um, I'm guessing the ref was knocked out. He had a run in with the Baron in his loaded glove, and Manny Fernandez came in with the save. The glove gets loose. Jimmy gets the glove. Illegally uses it on poor Saskawatley. Knocks out his former best friend. And then the ref amazingly comes in and counts and it's over. Then Robert Gibson, Manny Fernandez, and Ronnie Garvin hold a knocked out Saskawatley while Jimmy shaves his head. You know, got to give him credit. For 1986, that was a good pair of shears. The... Do you imagine what kind of freaking and we bring we're not trying to dwell, dwell on racism, but you have to understand Vox, Huffington Post, Brexit, uh, Brexit, <laughs> um, Brexit, Brexit, Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed, those type, you know, uh, Salon, 
they would have had a freaking stroke over this storyline. Yeah. You had some other baby faces out there as well. Uh, Jimmy then got on to the mic and said that Paula Jones was next as his hair was on the line in a match coming up. Um, so you had your ball-headed geek for the night. Yeah, yeah, after the, what, three or four white men held him down? <laughs> yeah. It took three guys to beat one man. Next, you had a promo of Magnum TA. He's one match down in the series. He's fucked up. He's beat up and he's bruised, but not a quitter. Next, Scott's favorite wrestler of all time, Rugged Ronnie Garvin, versus the Mid-Atlantic champion, Black Bart. Uh, uh, anything yeah, you want to say Garvin- about this match before we get to the finish? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> That's uh, nice. Tolly and JJ come out. And then, of course, guess what? Ronnie Garvin fucking cheats. He puts his feet on the rope to get the fucking pin. Why? Because Ronnie Garvin is Dusty Rhodes' fucking friend, and they all fucking cheat. Bunch of cheating motherfuckers. He uses tape fists. He uses his closed fist to win, and now he puts his fucking feet on the ropes. Yep. It's just, it's so distasteful. Mm. You wouldn't see see a superior athlete like Ric Flair do such a thing, because he doesn't have to resort to such low hand tactics. Yeah. Next, we had a promo of Baby Doll and Dusty. Isn't it crazy how Dusty and them just control the narrative? Maybe. And just make it look like Ric Flair and them are the bad guys when they're just honest businessmen trying to fucking be the best there is. It's like it's like Dusty's in tight with the fucking booker or something. You, you would you would, it's like he fucking runs the company or something. Next, you had a promo of Baby Doll and Dusty. Dusty asked, "How come every time we come out here, Jim Cornette excuses himself from the premises?" Dusty <laughs> Dusty reminded Flair that he's been the champ not once but twice. Called Ole an old man, and if he wants some of this, then jump on it. Um, I did like how I called him an old man. Yeah. Mark Fleming yeah. versus T. Joe Khan. Yeah, I kind of skipped through this one. Yeah, oh, it, it wasn't. It was. It was a long match. I mean, it was better than Warlord, but yeah, <laughs> by about a hair. T. Joe went over. Next match, promo with uh, – was the match? It was a promo. Promo with Jim Cornette. Uh, Jim Cornette ran down all the baby faces that Baby Doll's been hanging around with and that they've been trying to put his team out, but it won't work because they're going to retire the champions. Hell, in fact, they will probably be champions until the doomsdays, and then they he will beat Baby Doll in the match that they will have because she's a woman and that no woman can ever be the man. Uh, promo with the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> Flair has to work Robert Gibson Fayetteville. Flair does not get enough credit. The next I've been to Fayetteville. I'm sorry if you're from Fayetteville. Yeah. No, really. I'm sorry. The next, uh, yeah, what a shitty main event for the fucking bash. Yeah. Nah, Fayetteville's not that bad. It's just like any other area that sucks. 
Uh, next match was the national heavyweight title match. Never again. Wahoo McDaniels versus Tully Blanchard. Um, match itself was Wahoo chopping the shit up uh, out of Tully. I know. He's <laughs> he fucking who's hurts it, people. Who's that stiff wrestler in Japan? The headbutts. What's his name? Oh, Ishii. Yeah, he's he's like the Native American Ishii. <laughs> Even though I know Wahoo's not really Native American, but regardless. Um, he just fucking slaps the shit out of people. It, it, it just... He's he's rough, man. <laughs> you imagine being his kid? And crossing that man? I mean, he whipped your ass, he chopped you across the chest, and you went to bed. Actually, Wahoo is Native American. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wahoo. I thought Wahoo... Who was the who? Jay Strongbow. He was the one that wasn't, wasn't he? Right. I believe he is as well. God damn it! <laughs> you just fucking review the match, and I will find <laughs> out. <laughs> Scott, Scott's making friends and influencing people. Damn. Native. Basically, all Russians are fake, Scott. Right. If, if, if you're white and you say you're from a different country, you're not. Right. Except for, except for uh, Osprey. He's actually British. National heavyweight title. I have absolutely no idea when Tully Blanchard's going to fucking lose this thing, but he's not going to fucking lose it to Wahoo. And he was fucking determined to go through every fucking chop to keep this fucking belt. And he took about 8,000 chops in this match. And his chest proved it. Uh, He went back and forth with Wahoo. The fans fucking hated Tully Blanchard for some reason. It's not even like they respected them. Okay, so I was right. Jay Strongbow is not was not an actual Native American. Who I knew. Am I, who am I thinking of? Probably his cafe brother, Jules. Yeah, that's right. Chief Jay Strongbow is. Um, yeah, he was. He was, I believe, a real Native American. I'm thinking of the other guy. Or not, considering his real name is Francis Huntington. But I'm I thought of the um No Huntington's Native American. Okay. So the fake brother was the real Native American and Jay Strongbow portrayed a Native American. Okay. Routinely listed as one of the most racist gimmicks in professional wrestling history. Nah. I've seen worse. <laughs> yeah, I've seen worse. He doesn't actually know their war dances, but I've watched them do the war dances. I've been there in person. They dance and yell. That's what they do. <laughs> he was trying to play a strong person. So... But the finish, Wahoo goes for cover. <laughs> JJ puts Tully's foot on the rope. Wahoo questions the ref's count. 
JJ tosses an object to Tully. Tully nails Wahoo, goes for the pin. Then out of fucking nowhere, Ronnie Garvin comes in and interrupts the count. Tully tossed the object to JJ. Of course, JJ didn't play football like Tully did in Texas and fumbled it. Tommy Young sees it. Wahoo gets the DQ pin. Fuck you, Ronnie Garvin. Ronnie Garvin has no right getting involved in this match. So it's okay for Dusty Rose friends to cheat, but not the horseman? Tully has had enough of this shit and beats the fuck out of Ronnie Garvin and hits him with his thing shot suplex. Ah, there was some justice served. <coughs> no, this is the thing. Unlike what my Native American brothers got. <laughs> up about this shit. <laughs> 2016. The fans would be so fucking outraged that Wahoo didn't get the fucking belt. But back then, they were just happy that fucking justice was served. Fucking Tully got screwed. Fuck you, Tully. But now they'll be pissed off that he didn't get the belt. Next, we had a promo with the Russians and Jim Cornette. Back in the day, no problem. You can't hear Nikita, Russian athlete. You no see Nikita. That's all I got. It was, that was really good. You really sounded like a Russian. It's something better. Considering all my experience listening to Russians has <laughs> been fucking Nikita Koloff, I wouldn't... Uh, yeah. I would walk over and what's what's the word? What do you what's a Russian? I know, is it Dos Begonia, the, 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 the farewell? Nachmagalia. Okay, <laughs> so if I wanted to say hi to a Russian, what would I say? Nachida. Now he's from uh, South Carolina, Russia, and Ivan is from Canadian Russia. There's two different provinces. Next was Sam Houston versus George South. Best part of this was when Sam Houston took off his chops, his chaps, and the uh, he was legit confused and stunned that he got a pop out of it from the girls. That was the best part of the fucking match. Previet. Okay, so if I was going to go say hello to a Russian, and the, the, the young lady doing that on YouTube was very, very cute, um, I would say... Uh, and they would fucking run or punch me because they would think I was going to attack them. <laughs> because Nikita Koloff has made me think your culture talks like a bunch of fucking 50 year old smokers. So, anyways, or Klingon. They're thinking, yeah. they think and we're fucking Klingons. Klingon and, and Nikita. Yeah. So. Anyways, moving on to, yeah, he gets a pop, and holy shit, arm bars. Arm bars, arm bars out the ass. Who was it earlier in the night? I have notes for this. What the fuck did I do with my notes? Hold on a minute. I have a note. Oh, never mind. That's for G1. Never mind. I'll get to that when we get to G1. Uh, I will say, though, this is the fucking thing about Sam Houston. This fucking match with George South was fucking armbar heaven. But when he, next week, he works Tully Blanchard, and it was fucking great. So I was like, maybe it's just the fact that if he's in charge of the match, he just doesn't fucking know what to do. But when he works Tully Blanchard, his matches are always good. Oh, I never had any doubts the guy could actually 
do the job. But like you're saying, he just he's not very good at leading the match. It's just like I'm gonna do an armbar. Okay, now I'm gonna you're gonna get up now I'm gonna armbar you back down to the mat and continue my armbar. <laughs> oh for fuck's sake, Sam Houston. I actually have a note for G one concerning Sam Houston. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh no armbars. Sam Houston could not work to G one. Can you imagine Sam Houston in the fucking G1? Oh, it's Tanahashi. Slow burn. Did Sam Houston help pick the spots? That was my notes. <laughs> it was a slow burn. It was just like, oh my God, it's three seconds in and you're doing an armbar. Next was the tag team match. Road Warriors versus the Midnight Express. Um, you know, I wish this wasn't on the network so I could actually hear the actual Road Warriors pop from the crowd. Um, wait a minute. What do you mean? What? Well, when they actually are introduced, because oh, okay. change the music. The music. They, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Because you get the fake pop music because they got to cover the uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that fake actual pop because once it cuts from that to the actual crowd, you hear the the actual music, the sound. You hear, and then all of a sudden it's, holy fucking shit, it's cock. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, the match was good. They were in and out of the ring a lot. Um, Like you say here, they, they they owned the match. But I was just like, you know, this is this big fucking lead up to this. And you give me a fucking DQ finish, really? Yeah, I've been waiting on this for fucking weeks and weeks and weeks, and we get a fucking DQ finish when we finally get to see it. Yeah, I, I wish David Crockett was here for the commentary. Yeah, it was a good match. It just had a very disappointing end. So. Yeah, I, that's why it's a fucking four star match. I mean, oh, it was funny when they were chasing when yeah. Paul Ellering was chasing Jim Cornette. I mean, it, it was still good, and then. Um, gets fucking blindsided by a baby doll. <laughs> it, I mean, that part of the finish was fucking awesome. Let me let me rephrase it. But the actual result as a DQ that was that was where it sucked. It was just the tennis rackets at the back too. Yeah, it's a shit finish. I mean, the match was fucking. It was an awesome match, and then you had a horrible shit finish. Yeah, but the whole scene with. Uh, Ellering and Cornette and Baby Doll was fucking genius. Yeah. I think she really hit him. She's like, fuck that loudmouth bastard. He's enjoying this too much when he says all this bullshit to me. Yeah, yeah. He believes some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wham. You had a tennis racket to the back for the finish, DQ. Ellering gets, says, what the fuck, you son of a bitch? He jumps in the ring, chases after her. Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette's running around, does like two laps around the ring, goes around, Big Bubba cuts him off, Jim Cornette turns around to fucking laugh at him, and then bam, Baby Doll's big ham hock right in the back of the head. And it's not like a punch with the knuckles, it's the base of the hand pops him, just like she's stamping him right in the back of the head. And Jim Cornette drops like a sack of potatoes. And the crowd, that's bigger than the fucking 
Road well, Warrior fuck, Pop. Getting hit by baby doll be like getting hit by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Now, when when <laughs> Mark Hunt said Brock Lesnar hits like a pussy, compared to that shot that baby doll gave him, there he did. Yeah, probably, he probably watched it before the fight, and that's why he was relating it too. Yeah. You hit like a pussy compared to baby doll, Brock. Yeah. I'm just saying. And he fucking dropped. Oh that's my not god! Even an insult. I gotta say, when I watched, I'm, I remember seeing this when I was a child. So I haven't watched this in thirty years. Holy shit! I fucking laughed my ass off when I saw that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Next, you had a promo with the Road Warriors and Baby Doll. They basically said what we just said. Uh, they put over Baby Doll. Promo of Jim Cornette, which ended the show. <laughs> Jim Cornette got a hell of a good promo. Uh, says she had a brick in her hand and all that good shit. But uh, the ending was great. So, uh, Jim Cornette promos. I bet there's a highlight reel of Jim Cornette promos. Yeah, he was a great heel magnet. Next, we had the uh, what happened? Yeah, G- G1 was next. Not going to get into the preliminary matches because not much happened. All the people on the B Block show worked tag teams and uh, eight man tags. First match was Tenzon versus Ishii. <laughs> time out, time out. Oh my God. Sorry, Jim Cornette. <laughs> hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Oh my God, I typed in Jim Cornette quotes. And he's like, Hulk Hogan, you are a household name, but so is garbage. And it stinks when it gets old, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Was that audible? Oh, my God. Did you understand what I said? Yeah. I'm telling you, man. He's fucking gold. What a personal note to Hulk Hogan. (laughs) <laughs> he might be a household name, but so is garbage, and it stinks when it gets old too. That's it. That's his whole purpose. <laughs> this is still taped on an episode of uh, WWE Saturday something. Uh, holy shit, that was great. Sorry, sorry to derail, but oh my god, Jim Cornette, you're the man. <laughs> Good lord. <sighs> What are you talking about? Because that motherfucker just owned everything. Tenzon versus Ishii. All right. Tenzon versus Ishii. Okay. All right. So, story is, uh, basically, Tenzon's worked more G1s than anyone else, but they didn't put him in this one. And his partner, uh, Kojima, gave up his spot to let Tenzon win it. Hopefully. But we all know that shit ain't going to happen because the winner of Tokyo, the winner of G1 usually goes on to fight in the Tokyo Dome next year unless they swerve us and let the champion win it, which has happened before. So, Scott, how'd you feel about this match? Well, I was all excited because I've really grown on Ishii, or he's grown on me. And then the bell rang and they took a break. <laughs> I was just like, Are you, what the fuck, guys? Come on. And uh, it was just the slow burn she was talking about earlier. Uh, and then it got really good. So I'm not going to say it was it got spectacular, but they had the uh, the one time he 
what was that guy's name? Tenzu? Tenzon. Tenzon, who's got the greatest fucking mullet ever. Um, he fucking headbutts Tenzon in the, in the face. And dude, I mean, there's, there's working stiff and then there's just fucking smashing someone in the skull with your skull. And that's exactly what we did to Tenzon. Thankfully, his mullet absorbed some of the uh, kinetic energy and displaced it down his neck and his, uh, fucking trap. So he didn't die of a internal concussion. Um, but anyways, uh, then they had like the headbutt war. Yeah. Where, like they just kept slapping each other and it started off slow. And then it's like, some of those headbutts look pretty solid. And I f- was fucking amazed when, um, Tenzon hit a mullet salt. <laughs> yeah. And he's pretty he old. A, yeah. He did a moonsault and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, what happened was he, his, he whipped his head so the mullet created um, inertia and just yanked the rest of his body over. But uh, no, it was—I mean, it was a—it was a good match. It just—it started off extremely slow, and I might be being a dick about these two shows because I was just last week was bad. But anyways, I was not overly impressed with this one, but it wasn't a bad one either. It was—it was—it was a solid three. For me, three out of five. Yeah, I gave it a three, three and three fourths. I mean, more. I gave it for more of the story of the Spirit Warrior because this one had an actual story to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Tenjon picked up the win in this one, which he's not going to win the tournament. But I think just because it was the first night of the tournament, they went ahead and gave it to Tenjon. So Tenjon wins this one. Don't expect to see him win too many more. But it's around Robin, so yeah. Next match was Tamatanga versus Togi Makabe. Yeah, I skipped that one. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even put notes on this one. Uh, Dave wrote a review on this one. Uh, hard-hitting match, but nothing compared to the previous match. Tonga looked good most of the way. Makabe won clean for Billy Belly Superplex, and King Kong knee drop off the top rope. Who is Dave? Dave Melcher. Oh, that Dave. I, I just wrote his notes. It's okay. a lot easier. Uh, next match was uh, Bad Luck Fale versus Rookie Goto. Uh, that match was really skippable as well. The only thing that stood, stood out was the, um, the knee drop clothesline thing at the end. Oh, yeah, the uh, final cut. Yeah, I, there was not. I was just. There was pretty cool. I don't recall ever seeing that one before. So that's yeah. what I like about watching um, these shows. Is I I usually see at least one thing I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the big hiatus I took from pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Not bad again. It wasn't a bad match. Yeah, that was basically a, a three star match. Um. It's not worth watching, but it's better than most of the shit you're going to see on Raw. All of these matches are really better. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, don't 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 misunderstand what I'm saying. We're saying (laughs) way better than what I'm seeing on Raw. It's worth your eight nine dollars a month, but especially now since they're doing this tournament. But yeah. Uh, next match was your 
Sonata versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, or as some people like to say, the John Cena of Japan. This was Tanahashi's first match back since his shoulder injury. Uh, this was another Japanese-style slow burn match, man. It picked up at the end, and holy shit, this finish was not what we thought it would be. I honestly don't remember the finish. I just remember they fucking did a bunch of fucking submissions. I probably fell asleep. <laughs> I got two and a half stars written down and slow two burn and with like stars. holy shit, Scott, like sixteen fucking O's. And I did watch this late, so I was starting to drift in and out. Yeah, that's probably um, it. I have a lot more notes on the Okada match. I did wake up for that one. Um, the uh, And like I said earlier, it's like I was wondering, did Sam Houston help pick the spots? It's entirely possible that I just fucking zoned out because they didn't have my attention in the beginning. Uh, so. uh, well, it was a very slow burn at the beginning, but probably about the midway point it picked up. Um, Tanahashi tapped out. So, what was, the, what was the finish? What was the submission? It was a dragon sleeper. Oh, okay, yeah, so all right. I did, I, yeah, I did. I did watch it. It's just distracted. But yeah, imagine, yeah. Imagine somebody putting uh, John Cena in a dragon sleeper, and he taps out. That's kind of what happened here. Yeah, on his first happened. night and coming back from an injury. That's what happened. Hmm. That's kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, next match was Marafuji versus Okada. Oh, uh, actually, I gave that match like a uh, three and a half stars. That's pretty good. Now, this, things- now, this match is the Okada match. That was the last match I gave three and a half stars. This match I gave four stars. Yeah, Okada was it was a pretty good match. Um, Fucking Andersons would love Marafuji. Man, Okada though they did that one spot where they ran the guy's shoulder into the fucking ring post. I think they both fucked that up because <laughs> they it was like first off it was in slow mo. What was the other guy's name again? Marafuji. Marafuji. Okay, so Marafuji throws Okada into the ring post, but Marafuji does it like really slow, and Okada just like accelerates <laughs> fucking. Like he really cracked his shoulder. It just—it was not a very good spot. I'm not, you know, I'm just nitpicking because it was a pretty good match, but that fucking spot just stood out so bad. It was—it was like it was like Marafuji forgot what the fuck he was supposed to do for a second and just kind of was like, well, my, I think I was supposed to do it like this, and Okada just rolled with it, <laughs> like fucking, I'm diving. Um, yeah, it was a crazy spot. And then Okada DDT the shit out of uh, Marafuji Marafumi, where the fuck his name is. Marafuji, and then he did this uh, pretty quick little kip-up after he did it. I like that. Um, the, the thing about this is Marafuji is not from New Japan. He's an outsider. Mm. And Okada's the IWGP champion, and Okada lost clean to an outsider. Yeah, and um, he they had, had this like they had a, a missile drop kick mm. that Okada got. I think it was Okada got hit with it. And this Marafuji fucking, it was like an intercontinental ballistic dropkick. He, I mean, he literally jumped from one fucking turnbuckle almost to the other and fucking hit Okada. Um, Marafuji was, was fucking awesome. He was fucking legit, dude. And he worked stiff as fuck. Yeah, he did. 
And the finish, man, it went back and forth. And then they had that one kick combo that Marifuji hit him with. And I thought for sure it was done then, which it was the beginning of the end. And there was a couple more um, back and forths. And then he, he just he just finishes him. And I was like, holy shit. I, Jumping I totally- the fisherman suplex into an emerald flow, Sean. Yeah. Yes. And Okada, um, I know he's like a big dog. So I was I was shocked with the ending myself. So yeah, but I did. I did not know that Marifuji was an outsider, so that would have had even more of an impact. Yeah, but again, I, I, I've, I'm aware of some NJPW, but this is reasonably new territory for me. Yeah, so. he's, he's from Pro Wrestling Noah, so they're bringing people from other federations in for this tournament. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew Okada wasn't going to win because from where this is, you know, he's the champion. So he's like I put in the notes. The champion will not win this thing, most likely. I mean, like, Frank Muda won the tournament before. A couple other champions have won, but holy shit, I didn't think he was going to get his ass beat that fucking bad. And there's one part in here where Marifuji was going to do a super kick. And so he, he set Okada up for the super kick. Okada was not in place. So Marifuji just said, like Okada got turned around, so Marifuji said, fuck it. And he just did a hook kick and kicked him right in the fucking face anyway. It's like... I mean, in the interest of full disclosure, Okada is my favorite wrestler in New Japan, and he just beat the shit out of my boy. Yeah. This this was fucking rough for me to watch. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he climbed his ass up one side and right down the other repeatedly. So it was a good match. I really liked it. Oh so, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it sets it sets the tone for a good rematch. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a rematch later this year. But it, it, overall, it was a good show. I was probably a little harder on it than I normally would have been. He so. it was he beat him he beat him fucking clean too. I will say Marifuji's fucking awesome, but god damn. No, I was hard on um, the final deletion earlier, but I watched it yesterday. So. <laughs> I was well past that. I was just hard on that. I don't know. It just didn't sit with me. But yeah, G1 was good. So is it is this, is this a tournament? What is this? It's a tournament. So there's going to be more. There's going to be a G2. Uh, well, it's... Uh, there are... Uh, I'm trying to see what belt Marifuji has. But yeah, it's it's going to go on for a long while. Holy shit, Marifuji's my age. He's 36. 5 foot 9, 198 pounds. I can beat this guy's ass. <laughs> I can see it happening. No, maybe Okada will help me. But yes, uh, G1 tournament will be lasting for the next um, couple weeks. Do you know what? Do you know what? You know? Do you know why the number twenty three is relevant to us right now? The number twenty three. The number twenty three, and we'll tell you why in a second. No, uh, no, I know what number twenty six is. What's number twenty six? It's G1 twenty six. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, we are twenty three days from Will Osprey versus. Vader. Oh, yes. August 12th. So. Oh, wonder when they're going to put that up online. 
I don't know, but August 12th at your call in Bethnal Green, London, England. I love their fucking addresses. There's like 17 commas in England. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a great freaking story that is. Vader gave some legit criticism on Twitter. It exploded, and someone said, that's a good match. <laughs> and now we're going to see it. So... Yeah, the G1 tournament goes from the 20, let's see, the 20, when did it start? It started yesterday, 23rd, actually. And it ends on the 14th of August. So that's how long it lasts. There's two brackets, A block and B block. Round Robin, and every show is on the New Japan World. When we're not going to review every show on here, obviously, but uh, certain big matches we will talk about. We, you know, here's an idea in honor of the upcoming. Sorry, I'm stuck on Vader. Uh, Osprey match. What's Vader's best match? Flair versus Vader. Uh, there's probably a Sting Vader match. And there's also, I believe there's a Stan Hansen Vader match on New Japan World. We should review a Vader match. Yeah. All right. Well, that will pretty much do it for us. Um, see, next week we'll do the NWA. 1986 catch-up show from this week and unless there's something else going on Scott is that it? That's it Um Oh shit I forgot the draft Um Finn Balor's coming up American Alpha's coming up Alexa Bliss is coming up Nia Jax is coming up and uh, Carmella's coming up that's it no Nakamura, no Bailey, no Asuka. So, there you go. There's your draft news. Okay. Bye-bye.